everyone, and welcome to the Core on WEGL 91.1. I am your host, Jackson, and on today's episode, we have a very special episode. We have another installment of the Core interview series, which is when we take bands, we bring them into the studio. We talk about everything that they have going on, music, future plans, their history, everything that you can think of. And today, joining us all the way from Albuquerque, New Mexico, we have a band named Itami in the studio. Guys, welcome in. How's it going, man? Hey, hey, what's up? Doing pretty good. Thank you guys so much for coming down and just hopping in the studio. It means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is the first time you guys have ever been in Auburn, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, We're glad we found it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy we found it, too. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and start with introductions. What is y'all's guys' names, and what do you do in the band? Main man over here. <laughs> uh, my name's Sebastian. I do vocals and bass. Tom, uh, I play the drums. Uh, Carlos, I play guitar and backup vocals. I also play guitar. My name's Eric. Okay, nice to meet you guys. And so, how did you guys meet? How did this really come to happen? Basically, during COVID, everything was shut down, and so there's no shows or anything. And we actually originally had gotten hit up by this one guy, and was just like, hey, do you want to jam out? And it was originally just Tom, myself, and this other guy. And yeah, throughout COVID, we just kind of got into the studio and started making up these little jams. We didn't really know what we were going to do with them or, you know, if it was ever going to be heard. But it was really just kind of that release for all of us of, you know, getting together pretty much every day or every other day because no one was working and uh, just cranking out some tunes. You and Tom knew each other uh, during COVID on like just jamming. And then how did the other guys come into this? We got uh, some pretty awesome opportunities as uh, we, we started to kind of put a demo together, play a couple of shows. As stuff was kind of starting to open up, our, our local venue did uh, live streams instead of hosting shows to kind of allow bands to participate and still be somewhat connected to the, the scene that was going on. And we were lucky to get invited to do one, so it, it allowed us to start connecting with people. And I'll let Sebastian tell it, but he he joined us, our our, our vocalist. We we ended up having to kind of move past as stuff started to open up. And yeah, I I used to just go to their shows. Like after everything reopened, I was just going to shows like almost every day because there's something <laughs> to do. So yeah, I used to I used to just go to their shows. So after they parted ways with their old vocalist, they all. I guess had planned on hitting me up because I was in another local band at the time. So they'd heard me perform, but they all ended up like individually hitting me up being like, oh, we haven't actually talked about it yet. <laughs> but <laughs> so, but yeah. So was the original vocalist also the bassist or did y'all just not have a bassist? No, we couldn't. They went through like one or two bases before I joined. And then we had another one for a little bit who ended up like not being able to do the commitment. And then when Eric came in, he was playing bass at first. But he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and guitar I've, is definitely my comfort. Zone, that's fair. So yeah, even yeah. though the skills are transferable, it's still more comfortable for you. That He's makes definitely sense. a way better guitarist, to be honest. That guy's a maniac. So you guys are playing a show tonight here in Auburn with uh, Blind Tiger. So are you guys just gonna, for one song, swap guitar and bass just to see what happens? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we could get Eric Nira bass anymore. No, absolutely oh, not. I haven't opened the case in like months. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, shoot. They're, okay. like, they're like, bring your guitar to practice. We'll start writing some stuff. And then it's just sat in the case ever since. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, though, that you guys have figured everything out. So you guys are from Albuquerque, New Mexico. What's the scene like out there? Because I don't really hear much of anything going on out there. It's 
definitely not a tour stop for a lot of bands. Uh, our local scene is strong. We have a lot of great bands there. I mean, it's we could sit here all day and shout them out. Uh, I mean, we've we've made wonderful friends with everyone, and we all end up kind of building a lot of DIY type shows. We have a lot of great venues that support all ages. Great connections with the the bands, the scene, the people that are involved there. And uh, we're even doing our home show there and uh, having Blind Tiger play. It's an art gallery. You just play on the floor. So it's, oh, shoot. It's, yeah. It's at like an old tire repair shop they converted into a venue. But nice. honestly, especially like since COVID, the scene there has been blown up. There's like a ton of new venues, like 50, 50 new bands. And it's all um, different genres. Like it's not all just heavy music. It's amazing. Everything. Like, it's yeah. pretty much you know what I mean? Shoegaze. And you got indie bands. You got yeah. old school, like hard rock bands, like. People it's, are just blown up. It's a lot more cohesive than it used to be. Yeah, it's blown up a lot. So, yeah, definitely encourage everyone to just look up Albuquerque bands. So who's been, like, some of y'all's best friends? Like, just maybe, like, a top three, top five. Oof. I got to shout out my boys in Secret Earth. Supporters since day one. Nice. Personally. Play a lot with Self Neglect and On My Deathbed. All those guys have been very supportive. They do a lot of their own touring, and they release a lot of music, too. So definitely check them out. Oh, Inhuman Hands. Those guys are awesome. Nice. Yeah. So there sounds like there's a really good amount of DIY spots. I'm from Birmingham originally, mm-hmm. so that's kind of how it's been recently until Furnace Fest came back and then everyone started really touring there again. But DIY seems strong there, so if y'all make your way there at any point, I think there's some uh, bands that we could hook you guys up with for sure. Yeah, we'd love to play like the Firehouse or LCY or anything. Yeah, oh, those places are so much fun. Blind Tigers ending their tour at Firehouse with a Circuit Circuit, which will be a fun show for sure. Hell yeah. What is your musical influences both when you started playing music and like now? Oof. That's so yeah, it's that's funny because kind of most of us that. have like super different tastes that kind of mold into what we write is everyone writes their individual parts. And so when we get into writing, it all just starts kind of coming out and bringing out those different influences and trying out different stuff each time. Personally, I didn't get into heavy music until like my later teens. So it's a lot of like newer bands like Harm's Way and, you know, Acacia Strain and things like that. Obviously, I love the classics like Black Sabbath, but personally, it's like the newer, newer school hardcore stuff that personally I I can't get, you know, I can't get out of my head. So bands kind of like Drain and like stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Our homies uh, in Bleak who... Oh, uh, Bleak? You know Dewey then? Yeah. Yeah, Like No Cure and them and just like what those guys are bringing back to the table. Um, That guy's a musical machine. So many good fans that come out of this region. Oh, for sure. And I think they're really overlooked. Oh, uh, Because they just haven't gotten out of this region yet, so no one knows really who they are exactly at this point. it's kind of how it is in new mexico <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like we could relate a lot yeah. <laughs> i think you guys can too for sure because like when blind tiger hit me up to like set the show up he said yeah we're bringing a band from uh, new mexico i'm like you're from where <laughs> from they have a they have scenes there they got their passports ready. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no we're driving I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah cool <laughs> it's like, and then what about the rest of y'all what has been y'all's favorites kind of starting out and now um, I have, like, metal background. I started, like, classic rock, Iron Maiden and stuff like that. But I, I hardcore, hate breed, still love the caveman riffs. Yeah. <laughs> but the technicality of metal, you know, still is there. So a little bit of everything. Hell yeah. For sure. And then what about you guys? What has been your 
sort of. I, I I was like that that kid. I had a, a dad that played guitar and me wanted me to take over playing guitar and. I, I was terrible at it. Like yeah. I was like, I can't do this. So it, I, I really got into the drums and I'm like five, six years old. And my dad's like sick. We could play black Sabbath and Zeppelin. So I had to like learn everything from it. And I of course was like, this is really boring. I want to play faster or harder, but I, I didn't quite understand the music. And I got really heavily into punk rock and like junior high and high school. And it was all about like rancid and the bouncing souls and just like that. It's, the faster the better and then suddenly high school we got like converged two or through with cave-in uh we had dillinger escape plan misery signals like stuff that just blew my mind that this existed and i immediately was like um punk's okay but this is way cooler <laughs> and uh i i just i i got so wrapped into the drummers of those bands with like ben kohler and converge or Brendan and Misery Signals or, uh, it, you know, and it, I could geek out all day, but mm. I just, I wanted to, to learn everything that they were doing and play like that. And uh, I just, you know, <laughs> went from there. <laughs> nice. And then finally, what has been your kind of big thing, especially yeah. with vocals? Like, <clears throat> I, yeah, I got, I got really into metal in like middle and high school. So I was, I've come very much from like a death, death metal, like black metal type of background i've always been like super picky about hardcore there's a few bands i love and then most of them i just can't stand <laughs> right but um yeah i think especially now i'm most interested in like the artistic aspect of metal as a genre and honestly metal is it still influences me but i think a lot of what i look at comes from outside metal as well i know vocally i'm mainly interested in music that really pushes like the emotional and human aspect of the genre that's like what still interests me about metal is the fact that i think it kind of explores emotional territory that other genres aren't really capable of doing in the same way so bands like like Amon Ra and Oathbreaker like Converge I saw Lingua Ignata last weekend so artists like that I, I love like those kind of vocals and that sort of more raw approach to the music so you, you guys have all kind of had different subgenre experience mainly hardcore but not strictly limited to which right. I think is good uh, for not only musical writing but just keeping your palette broad Think that's a good thing for sure so i mean we'll talk a little bit more about the writing process that you guys have in a second as we uh get into the first song that we have here and uh but yeah has you found have you guys found that like the different influences sort of just bleed out into each song you're making or do you typically have a certain style you stick to when it comes yeah, to writing it's kind of nowhere everywhere yeah it's the joke of the band that every song kind of sounds like a different genre <laughs> and you know we take pride in our ability to stretch out and you know reach every person who's at a show regardless i mean we play mixed genre shows at all times as much as we can because it just allows you to connect with that one person who might not like you know four out of five songs but that one song they just are connected to especially with uh sebastian's like you know emotionally filled vocal style and lyrics i can i can definitely see how someone would connect easily with it Nice. So speaking of those first songs, when we come back from break, we are going to hear the very first song from the band Itami, the first uh, song of this interview. And we're going to talk a little bit about the writing process and how this song was created. So stay tuned. This is the core on WEGL 91.1. Yeah. 
That was the song Hunger by the band Itami's, and they are here to talk a little bit about the writing process behind it. So how did this song really come to be? Uh, <laughs> complete chaos. <laughs> it's four guys with severe ADHD. Um, at the time when we wrote this, we basically were writing three songs at the same time. So that's why, you know. Like every each, other song. Yeah, every other song, we basically are writing like two or three songs at a time at the same time and it just kind of gives you the free flow of ideas like that towards the end of the song that was actually sebastian that helped me write that riff just to give the song a little more impact but yeah just not being able to focus (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll we'll play maybe a couple of measures of a riff, a, you know, kind of like, hey, how do we feel with it? And start to kind of put it together and go, okay, if this is a whole nother song, we just shelve it and just start writing another song. <laughs> and, or play it a different way. Yeah. It sounds right. better. And it's like, okay, well, that's a totally different song. Let's stay focused on this other song. <laughs> it's just fun when we sit together to play that we never wanted to abandon that feeling of just like, hey, like, just come in and just rip a sick riff and have fun and just groove with it. And it's, you know, hey, if we like it, sick. If not, then we'll move on, you know? Nice. And so, like, this this EP, what was the title of this this EP that this came out on? A Lapse in Self. So this came out, did this come out over COVID? Or when did this come out? Uh, last year. Yeah. yeah we put it out in, in September. And we sat on the songs. We recorded them kind of two or three at a time. Uh, basically for what we could afford, to be real. Uh, <laughs> and we, we'd finish the song. We we did, God, this this last year, I think we played, what, like close to 30 shows? Yeah, like, overall. Like, we, we started to really tour last year through the Southwest, Arizona, West Texas. Uh, you know, we just, we tried to get out as much as we could. And we'd, we'd play a large block of songs and then come back and record two more and finally, by September, had enough of a finished product to put the EP out. Nice. And so you told me a little bit after or off air that you guys play this song and the other songs off this EP differently than you had recorded it. How so is it different live than recorded? It just was like a, a lot of creative choices. The song itself is structurally you know, the same, but we just found ourselves better as a band. Um, being able to, you know, be more in sync, you know, whenever you start writing music and you just kind of throw a new person in the mix, it can kind of, you know, get muddy. So we're just like fine tuning those little, those little nuances. And then luckily for us, Eric, it just catches on just, you know, dry wood and fire. That guy just jumped right in. And uh, yeah, it's, so it's just more of artistic nuances that uh, we chose to go with specifically okay so that's really cool and so you guys told me that you played this song live and what was the other song that it's a uh, veil to birth the earth right yeah so you only play those two songs live off that ep and you said that's because you have new material you're writing now right yeah i mean we're always writing in between shows so we yeah we have a bunch of new songs like two of which we're going to record um later this month when we're back home with a different producer so excited for that but yeah, we, we mostly have new songs, and our, our style of writing and playing has just changed so much because on Elapse and Self, like, half those songs were written before I joined the band and the other half with me there. Eric wasn't in the band yet, yeah. and I was only doing vocals at the time, so it's, it's definitely a very different approach now than it was even just a year ago. So when did you join the band? Like, how long after this writing process was done? Um, well, yeah, they had the uh, EP already written. I probably joined in... I would say, what, September? Yeah, a little bit after we dropped the EP. And so you just basically learned the songs, but now you're actually in the writing process. Exactly, fully. yeah. So you're yeah. actually a good part of it. Absolutely, Which yeah. is what you want, for sure. Yeah. So we just all have so much different like influences that it just comes from everywhere. Nice. This EP, to me, overall kind of sounded very Southern 
sort of crunch sound, kind of, but a lot lower. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I could tell. I was just like, man, this sounds like something that came out of the South Southern crunch. That's delicious. No, dude. Southern fried riff. That's that's all we got. (laughs) Y'all got to get stickers with that made on it. Oh, dude, absolutely. You got to get those. You got to get shirts. uh, Southern fried riffs. Southern fried riffs. Do the KFC ripoff shirts that everyone does. Southwest. Southwest fried. Southwest. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Just like take the South. If y'all get like a deal with Southwest to start touring, you gotta, you oh, gotta make that a thing. Yeah, just, absolutely. We're just making ideas right now in the studio. Yeah. Write these down. Uh, I'm just trying to get signed by Canes, to be honest. <laughs> That's uh, sauce. Dude, I, we don't really have Canes in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the first time I used to play in another band, we toured through Missouri, and I had Canes for the first time in like 2017, 2018. <laughs> And it blew my mind, so I'm just fiending every time. You see, when I make a stop. It, it just, every time you like go into the touring, like trying to route out the tours, you're like, do they have a Canes? Pretty and much. It's just yeah, like, yeah. No, it's like, skip it. <laughs> skip the city. Said, nope, we are not playing. We literally, on the drive out here, like reverted. We're like, hey, we're going to eat here. And then we're like, oh, no, there's a Canes. We'll go across the street. Oh, there's a Canes? <laughs> yeah. Out of the That's, oh, yeah, there is a Canes here. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I forgot about that. Okay. Shoot. Yeah, we have a lot of – that's not in the downtown area. There's a lot of restaurants down like in that area, but Canes is definitely – if you're fiending for it. Oh, it's it. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely go for you gotta have it for the the lunch meal, the pre load in meal for the show tonight. Oh. And then you gotta have it for the pre show meal. And then you have to have it again for the post show meal. And then you have to have it for the midnight drive home meal. How do you know me so well? <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone it's like here it's like the equivalent of that, but with Bucky's. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, which we are getting a Bucky's too. Oh hell uh, yeah. It's oh, nice. still nice. being built, but it is just off campus, so that's gonna it's going to be an attraction, I guess, whenever that comes in. Hell yeah. So hopefully that gets new bands <laughs> in the studio. Um, it's like, I'll take them to Bucky's, and then we'll come in and interview. Oh, and then we'll do a food review. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been touring for how long? Um, I mean, we really started into it last year, and we, we really started kind of regional tours. Like, hey, could we pull off three, four days in a row? We started to kind of build that very DIY connection with everyone. Like behind the scenes, it's just us, like just cold calling, emailing, DMing, calling, just kind of trying to get get out there and connect with uh, those right people to just give us another show, another shot to get to, you know, get out there and do what you got to do. Exactly. Play to some different years. Nice. So you got some. So you have this tour right now with Blind Tiger kicking off tonight in Auburn. So where else are you guys hitting on this tour? Hattiesburg. After that is Lafayette and Baton Rouge. New Orleans. Or New Orleans and Lafayette. We got like four separate dates in Texas, like Houston, San Antonio, San Angelo, Angelo and El Paso. And then we we play our home show. And then uh, Blind Tiger routes through a few other dates as they head back home. Yeah, they hit up. uh, Have you guys ever met Circuit Circuit? Or never? No. Mm -hmm. Okay, because they're like the other band on the second half of this tour. So I haven't met them. I'm not sure where they're from. They may be another Florida band. They I seem know, cool. But they yeah. do seem cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So what other future plans do you guys have besides this tour? and Just kind of keep it going. Yeah. Ride yeah. the wave of 
of you know what's going on progress <laughs> we're uh, we're recording at the end of the month but uh, a, a two song block of some of the new songs that that we're playing uh we just don't want to lose that that momentum of hey we've written this we want to get it out there and connect it with people and we're we're honestly just so much more proud and connected in the new material that we're writing you know i, I let everyone be like hey what's it sound like to you it's like really hard to try and sell it with another <laughs> band that oh it sounds like this or this yeah. but uh we're just excited to get those songs out there and uh we're doing a couple days with uh, our friends death benefits from cruces doing a home show and heading out to el paso um they're they're all family people with kids and that i mean that's the half of us are too yeah. but it, it's a few days there a bunch of home shows and then we're hopefully probably building another tour like this towards the winter time you know nice yeah beyond that we're definitely trying to maybe tour a little bit more yeah later in the year with some other albuquerque bands maybe it was kind of hard at first for us to find our place in our local scene but now that i think that's kind of stabilized a little more yeah. we've finally started like really connecting with some of the other bands and trying to go out with them we definitely want to like blow up the albuquerque <laughs> scene sure. more because it's yeah. cool there's a lot of really really cool art yeah. happening there mm-hmm. like not just in metal but in all genres for yeah sure so we'd like to find a label to be on that actually do an nice. album so for sure. But there is a way that you can stay up to date with these guys, and that is social media. What do you guys have that our listeners can follow you on? Pretty much everything, everything. you can think of. Yeah. Graham, Facebook. You can uh, Music's on all platforms. Catch me at a Canes. He's you know? <laughs> <laughs> the one wearing the Justice for the Damn shirt and the Come and Go hat. And Every the, single uh, day. Black shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, sir. Every single day. Yeah, so, we, we try to stay more active on like Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I, I'm not great with Twitter, honestly. Like, I know yeah. a lot of bands use it. Uh, Carlos is better with TikTok. Like, honestly, we should probably figure that out. But. Yeah. We're very much a, like a face-to-face shake you, like shake your hand and like look you in the eye kind of band. Yeah. Is you probably didn't hear about us, you know, from someone else. You most likely came to a random show. You heard us. We've connected with you. Um, yeah. And that's really how we create really solid experiences and like connections with people. We have a, one shout out. My homie, uh, one guy who comes to every single Tommy show, has bought every single shirt, hoodie, whatever. He owns it, and he's literally one of the biggest supporters. What's yes, his first sir. name? Ed, Edward, uh, nicest dude. Yeah, right? I could just, I, I, and I get it. Some bands want to blow up and do all this stuff, and we're we're just like we're okay with taking our time. You know, mm-hmm. connect it, play a tour, play a show, connect with great people, and play music know. that we actually want to play and yeah, right. want everyone to hear and stuff for yeah. sure but guys thank you so much for coming down to auburn alabama to play this show and coming on to this radio show it's been a lot of fun having you guys here thank for you. sure thank you, thank so, you much. so much yeah when we come back for break we're going to have our second band of today's episode we are actually having a double episode for those who didn't know we're having a band from florida named blind tiger come into the studio the other band on this tour so don't go anywhere this is the core on wegl 91.1 <laughs>
That was the song Vero Beach by the band Blind Tiger, who is now in the studio with us after Atami just left. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter segment than Atami, but we're going to make the most of it. We're going to try to lightning round this thing real quick. So with Vero Beach, how did this song like come to be? How was this written? Our, uh, our drummer, Mikey, over here, uh, he does a little bit of writing on the guitar. He basically came to us, wrote, I'd say, maybe two-thirds of the song, sent us a little demo, and was like, hey, guys, I got this song. I, Steven, the guitarist, I took it, and I, I got on Guitar Pro, uh, a great little program for, uh, you know, writing sheet music for guitar and all that, and I, uh, I composed it. I kind of tightened up some, uh, some loose ends and... Uh, added some things at the very end of the song, and then we had ourselves an instrumental. Nick took it, and you want to talk about your process a little bit with uh, writing words? and Yeah. Yeah, so this was during, like, the, the pandemic, and I wrote this in my mom's garage, <laughs> actually. Nice. Um, but the song, uh, the lyrics are essentially about... Uh, trans rights being human rights you know it's pretty obvious obvious to most of us but yeah so I, I just ran with that and tried to make some cool poetry that people can scream yeah. along to and hopefully feel something and uh yeah. have a positive influence on the world yeah it's kind of hard to you know grasp what our lyrics mean at least like live or even if you're looking at them but um, we usually try to make a, a declaration like before we play the song live. Like I'll usually like shout like trans rights or human rights before we play it, um, and then maybe like talking about how uh, a lot of uh, politicians nowadays are enacting laws against um, you know trans people, and it's um, just something that we're passionate about and want to you know fight against as a band. And so you guys are from Panama City, Florida, centralized. Yes. Or that's where the band's based out of. Mm-hmm. Where are all of you guys from individually? So start from my side to, to the other side. So right now, I well, I, w- I was living about an hour away from uh, Panama City and Port St. Joe, but I am actually moving back to Panama City this month, so I probably could have just not even said that. I'm in Panama City. Nick? Nice. Uh, I'm from Panama City, but have done some traveling like since school and now I live in Birmingham, oh, Alabama. Nice. Yeah. Me too. We're definitely all from Panama City, and uh, after high school and college got around, we all went our separate ra- our separate ways. Um, I live in Columbus, Georgia, right now. Oh, cool. Um, I'm Hunter. I play the bass, and I live in Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Coco. Uh, I play trumpet, and I I'm from Panama City, and I, I live there currently still. Yeah. Okay. And to clarify, that was Nick, the vocalist in Birmingham, and Michael, the drummer in Columbus. Yes, <laughs> where they are sitting next to each other. Yes. So, <laughs> and then I think it's very cool that you have a trumpet player in your band. First yes. of all, that's just awesome. Sounding to me. I think yes. that uh, that really appeals to the ska crowd, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be the thing to get y'all on Furnace Fest. I, hopefully, oh, I man. hope it happens. <laughs> I want y'all on Furnace Fest. Holding out. Well, we'll uh, maybe we'll, one year. May- maybe. I mean, we'll get a I petition can. going. Yeah, <laughs> I I will start one. I will yeah. not not. Well, yeah, I will start one actually. <laughs> so, you guys are from Panama City. What has been your musical influences when starting this band? So. Uh, I guess about 2013, 2014. Um, that's about when a few of us started going to shows, me, Hunter, and Michael. Um, we all went to high school together, and 
Um, anyway, we saw this band called Feralux. They're from South Florida. Uh, they're broken up now, but uh, that was that was the main influence for starting Blind Tiger was seeing Feralux live in Panama City. That was super inspiring. As well as other local bands like Ghost Legs, a Solid Foundation, stuff like that. And uh, aside from that, we all have a lot of uh, like really vast musical tastes. Um, Coco's a big jazz head. He likes Stevie Wonder. I'm not just going to like say everyone's uh, <laughs> yeah. mus- musical preferences. Y'all can chime in if you'd like. I like Frank Zappa a lot. I like Steely Dan, but I also like, you know, Dillinger, Carbomb, Coalesce, like heavy stuff, like Sade also, you know, just like it goes everywhere. We like all kinds of stuff. Anyone else? I like all American rejects and boys nice. like girls. And I play Sweet. drums in the math scary band. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Y'all got to do a uh, cover for the show tonight. Oh. You're playing in Auburn right here with Itami. And so if y'all bust that out at the house show, it'll be a hit. Uh, yeah, we're sure. going to play The Great Escape by Boys Like Girls tonight. <laughs> y'all actually oh, are? For real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, that's going to pop off if y'all do. For sure. Anyone else want to chime in? Influence? I mean, definitely like Dillinger. And I think they kind of go hand in hand with Fairlux's live energy and the way that they inspire us to kind of perform a really crazy live show. Like that's really kind of what we're about as far as the, the live performance aspect mm-hmm. of our band. Oh, yeah. Nice. So this was, unfortunately, a rather shorter episode, but I really want to thank you guys for coming in very Absolutely. much. Because I was very happy to have you guys in here for sure. I think sure. we covered some good ground. I think so, too. Within game. 15 minutes, that was, that was pretty good, yeah. actually. Okay. We got a song. We got to talk a little bit where y'all are from, musical influence. But, yeah, yeah we covered yeah. several topics for that time period. Covered the basics. But, yeah. <laughs> but so where could our guys learn about you more in terms of socials? So if you look us up on the web, pretty much on any platform, it should be Blind Tiger FL. We should be like the first Blind Tiger on streaming. There's other Blind Tigers out there on streaming, but we should be probably the first one that comes up. Linktree.com slash Blind Tiger FL has got all our stuff and more on there. So yeah, just Blind Tiger FL, wherever you want to look it up. Nice. Well, if you guys want to follow The Core on Instagram and Facebook, you can at TheCore underscore 91.1. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming into the studio and playing the show in Auburn tonight. It's going to be a fun time. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. We'll be back here next week at 6 p.m. Central Time, and this is The Core on WEGL 91.1.